Ladies and gentlemen, Small Town Sports Podcast, episode four. I know it's been about two weeks since I've done an episode, so, and in that time, there's definitely been some big things happen in the sports world. Obviously, number one, which one I'm going to cover in this episode is going to be the Kawhi Leonard deal to Toronto for DeMar DeRozan. Um, you know, I, I felt that I needed to sort of give myself some time to really um, think about it from a non-pissed-off place because I will admit when the trade did happen initially, um, I was not happy about it. But um, now, now, that I've, now that I've got a clear head and, um, you know, have listened to all the experts and read the articles and stuff like that, you know, I certainly have a different opinion on it. And also, I'm going to get into the... Matthews, Nylander, Marner contract situations because it's been a big topic as of late. Um, you know, as you guys know, they're all eligible to get contracts, and Nylander especially, he has to have a new contract before he plays the season. So that's what I'm going to cover in this episode. So let's jump right in. So Kawhi Leonard comes to Toronto. You know, it's, uh, as I said again, I, I had to remove myself from the situation because I was pretty pissed off about it. Um, you know, DeMar DeRozan, he's was a great Raptor and was definitely uh, one of my favorite players on the Raptors. And, you know, it was, it was tough to see him go. Um, you know, and, and by all means, there was certainly a lack of communication between him and Masai. Um and obviously some hard feelings, and, you know, I don't know if you guys have seen DeMar's interview that uh, he did with ESPN, but, you know, he certainly was very honest and, you know, saying that, um, you know, he sort of didn't see this coming and had even reached out to Messiah asking if there was something brewing, um, you know, as far as a trade, and, and Messiah even told him no. So, um, obviously, it, <laughs> you know, it, it didn't end well, and, Certainly the bridge between Masai and Damar is definitely burned and, um, you know, probably will take years, if ever, you know, to be repaired. Um, so, obviously, you know, now that, again, like I said, I've removed myself from the situation, I've really had time to think about it. You know, I, I love the trade. Um, you know, as much as Damar DeRozan, like he's a great Raptor, all that fan favorite, you know, perennial all-star, um, you know, when healthy Kawhi Leonard top five player in the league. And that's just, this is something that the Raptors have never had ever in franchise history. Um, you know, Vince Carter was never top five player in the league. Tracy McGrady, never top five player in the league. DeMar DeRozan, never top five player in the league. Chris Bosh, same situation. You know, they finally have a legitimate, superstar on their team you know and and as much as I respect Amar and and loved everything he did for the for the Raptors and the city and you know he was sort of the first um all-star to really commit to staying here um long term but you know what he's not a superstar you know he's he's an all-star um that couldn't get it done in the playoffs you know Yes, the Raptors, you know, they made 20 Eastern Conference Final. Um, you know, lost in the second round a couple times. 
couple first-round exits as well. You know, just when the moment came, um, it almost seemed like the lights were a bit too bright for DeMar. And, um, you know, he couldn't get his team over the hump. Between him and Lowry, you know, they, they just couldn't do it. So I think Masai going out and making this deal, it's going to... Um, you know, it's it, it's going to put the Raptors on the map even more because, um, you know, I know one thing about being a Raptor fan is, you know, you're always complaining about, you know, well, ESPN and Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith and all the big sports talk shows over there in the States, they they never talk about the Raptors, never until playoff time comes. You know, um, they, they're always overlooked. People underestimate DeMar, whatever you want to t- say. But... Um, now that they have a top five player in the league, when healthy, of course, um, you know, they're going to be forced to talk about him, and, and they already have been. And it's certainly going to be a storyline that um, is watched all year because, um, you know, certainly none of the analysts in the States believe that Kawhi is going to, going to um, resign long term. You know, they think he's just going to come up here, play his year. Uh, you know, put up his numbers, win some games, and then go sign up the Lakers or, you know, whoever the highest bidder is. Um, and, you know, that that's that's certainly probably right now the more likely possibility. But, um, you know, I, I would like to believe that Masai and their fans and the city and all that stuff, they can, they can embrace Kawhi and show him why it's an amazing sports town, one of the best in North America, and, you know, can keep them here. Um, and, 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 and that sort of goes into my next point, um, you know, that Masai, he's really gone all in now. You know, he's, he's made adjustments to the roster a couple of years. Um, you know, he's told Casey that he they, that they need to play a new type way of basketball. Casey did that. He's fired Casey. Um you know, and now he's traded the the franchise player. Um so, you know, he he really has used up all his all his bullets and you know, if if, if this doesn't work out and you know, say Masai um sorry not Masai Kawhi, say he <laughs> who knows, say he he gets hurt and is out for most of the year. Um, or, you know, he, at the end of the year, decides, yeah, no, I'm not staying. I'm going to go to the Lakers or, um, you know, whoever's going to pay me the most money. You know, that's it's going to be Masai's job. I, I think that's the last card that, um, you know, the Raptors and MLSE really have to play because they've done everything else and nothing has worked. You know, nothing's got them over that hump of, getting to an NBA final and you know for a franchise that has had a ton of regular season success you know they won a lot of basketball games in the regular season but has really lacked playoff success that this is what this franchise needs and quite frankly deserves because it's it's a great franchise um you know the fans are absolutely insane you know I've been to a, quite a few Raptors games now and a couple playoff games and even a game seven um, one year, and you know, the the atmosphere in that in that place is um, 
unlike anything I've ever experienced before. And, you know, the fans in the city, they deserve a winner. And, you know, I think, like I said before, bringing in a guy, a guy like Kawhi, um, you know, if he can stay healthy, I think, you know, honestly, I, I think the Raptors have a, have, have a legitimate chance of going to the NBA Finals. Um, you know, it's going to be tough. I mean, Boston's, you know, they they were good last year and they're going to be even better now, especially that Kyrie's healthy and Gordon Hayward is healthy. And, um, you know, those young guys have gotten experience and they're going to be, um, you know, one year older and, and um, you know, they've seen what the league is like. So, you know, that they're going to be tough. And, of course, Philly, you know, all those young guys, Embiid, Simmons, um, etc. You know, they're they're gonna be a tough team to beat as well. Um, and then of course, you know, you have Milwaukee with Giannis and um you know, but honestly I, I really think that if the Raptors do not make it to an to an NBA final this year, you know, and, and, and if Kawhi leaves, um you know, unfortunately I think we're gonna be looking at a rebuild. I think they're gonna um you know, they're gonna Get rid of, try to get rid of Lowry, you know, maybe try to get rid of Ibaka, um, you know, and just kind of go with the young guys that they have and try to build around them, you know, OG Ananobi, um, Pascal Siakam, guys like that, um, you know, Van Viet, Van Vliet, excuse me, right, um, you know, all those guys. Sorry I cut the episode off. I had to have a big sneeze, so it didn't sound too good. Anyway, as I was saying, um, you know, if the, like I said, if, if the Raptors do not go to an NBA final this year, it's, like I said, it's going to probably be a rebuild, you know, with Van Vliet, Wright, Siakam, all those guys. Um, you know, and, and it's going to be tough because, like I said, it, it's been a great um, five-plus years to be a Raptors fan. You know, like I said, playoffs every year. Um, obviously, you know, they finished first in the East last season, which was a, which was great. And, um, you know, but again, playoff time comes around, DeMar disappears, Lowry disappears, inconsistent, you know, and they get embarrassed by the Cavs. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it, it really is a crucial year. And like I said, if Masai is able to get Kawhi to resign, um, that that's going to be monumental. For the Raptors, because this has always been the problem that um, the Raptors have had is they're not able to attract the big stars via free agency. You know, nobody wants to come up to Toronto. They all want to stay down. They want to go to the Lakers or the Celtics or, you know, the big teams. And, um, you know, none of them want to come up to Canada. So the only way that, that the Raptors have ever been able to get, you know, all stars or quality players is by trading for them. And then hoping to be able to re-sign them when their contract's up. And, you know, that makes it really tough. And it's, you know, not every not every superstar actually gets the free agency. So, you know, it's it's really hard because your your numbers are are cut down and you know it really makes the um you know the talent pool depleted and watered down and, and it's it's hard to, you know, it's hard to build, you know, an an organization in the NBA around free agency when you're not in a prime destination like LA or like I said, Boston or Miami or somewhere like that where everybody, you know, wants to go. Um, and you know, that's, that's why, 
drafting is so is so important for teams like Toronto or Milwaukee or um, Indiana, you know, places like that. Um, you know, but like I said, even in the draft, I mean, if you're the Raptors, you know, you're finishing, you know, you're getting a top 20 pick or 20 or higher, I should say. Um, you know, you're, you're not getting a superstar normally in, in, in those, um, you know, in, in, in the later end of the draft, you know, so, I mean, unless you, unless you completely tank and are able to win the lottery or get a top five pick, you know, that, that's really when you're, you know, you can get those superstars in the draft. Um, you know, so like I said, it really makes it tough for the Raptors. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I really hope that, like I said, Kawhi sees how, how amazing the city is and how amazing the fans are and, um, you know, just how much this team is loved in, and not only in Toronto, in Canada. I mean, they're, they're, they're the only team in Canada and, um, you know, basketball in this country is getting more and more popular and, um, you know, they're, a they're an exciting team. And, 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 you know, like I said, when you're in that arena watching them play, you know, there's just a buzz about it. And, you know, it, and it, it's different than being at a Leaf game too. It, it really is. And, you know, I will argue, you know, anybody with that, um, you know, till the day I die, because it's absolutely true. So, um, you know, and, and obviously again, now kind of transitioning to more DeMar and, you know, with the legacy he's left, like I said, he, you know, I don't care what anybody says, you know, well, I know there's a, you know, a lot of people who are big Vince Carter's fans and whatever, but DeMar DeRozan, greatest Raptor to ever play, um, for the organization. There's no doubt in my mind, you know, he's, he leads the organization in games played, minutes played, points, you know, and he's the only, um, you know, he's a part of the only team that was actually got this team to a, to a conference final. Um, you know, like I said, obviously, yes, a lot of his playoff, um, you know, uh, success was, you know, or say non-success because he really did struggle in the playoffs a lot of times. And, you know, in big games, he sometimes disappeared, but again, I don't care what you say. Um, you know, greatest Raptor to ever, to ever play. And, you know, I, I really wish him all the best in San Antonio. And, um, you know, it, 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 it definitely was hard to see him go, you know. Um, like I said, just that, you know, the, the relationship that he has with the organization and, and, you know, the fans. And obviously him and Lowry are, you know, pretty much like brothers. So, you know, it was definitely definitely tough to see him go. Um and and I think, you know, sort of the fashion that happened. And, you know, it was, again, like I said at the top of the show, that, you know, he was sort of, he felt left in the dark. And, you know, he's obviously, he's obviously pissed off about it. I mean, I totally understand, um, you know, where he's coming from in, in, in that aspect. But, um, you know, it's so like I said, big, big shout out to, to DeMar DeRozan because he, you know, really represented Toronto well. And like I said, he he was the first one to sort of, change the way that the franchise was and the, you know, their record with keeping their own players and their own, their own all their players. So, um, like I said, because he easily could have left and went to LA or somewhere and got paid a ton of money. Um, and you know, certainly it would have increased his, his, um, what's the word I want to use sort of his, not as well as his popularity in the league in total, because, 
you know, like, as I hear all the time, people say, oh, DeMar, he's overrated, you know, all this, and, you know, and, and honestly, I think a lot of it is just because the team that he played for, um, you know, and, and that he, you know, he didn't get the the publicity and the, you know, the accolades that he truly deserved, because he's a great player, he really is, um, you know, but I believe part of the problem is that also, you know, in today in, in, in the NBA, it's all about shooting the three, the three pointer and, you know, the, the, the deep game. And, you know, he's a, DeMar is more of a old school, traditional player. You know, he gets in the paint, gets in the dirty areas and, and hits mid range jumpers, which is nothing wrong with that, but there's, there's nothing sexy about it, you know? And, and like I said, it's not what Steph Curry does or, you know, Kevin Durant or LeBron or any of those guys, you know, that they can, you know, they could shoot from three and can do it consistently. Um, and another guy who can shoot from three well, Kawhi Leonard, which is really going to help this team out in the long run as well. Um, so like I said, big shout out to DeMar DeRozan, everything he's done for the organization. I wish him all the best in San Antonio. And, uh, you know, I, I will admit I'm very excited to see what the season is going to bring. You know, I hope a lot of positives. I hope there's no issues you know, with Kawhi and, um, you know, the doctors in Toronto, like there were, you know, with the doctors in San Antonio. And hopefully it's nothing but positivity. And like I said, hopefully in the end, Masai is, is able to um, sign him to a big deal and keep him in Toronto for, for a long time. So, um, and of course, the other player who, not to be overlooked, that was included in this deal um, was Danny Green who is a, you know, he's a veteran guy, but again, can shoot the three ball, good defender, just like Kawhi is. Um, and, you know, he's he's won championships with the Spurs. So, you know, he certainly has that experience and, and he knows what it takes to win championships. You know, he's been on a coach under a great guy, Greg Popovich, um, you know, and, and, and he's he's been through those, you know, those wars of the NBA playoffs and how physical they are. And, um, you know, like I said minute ago great defender as well as Kawhi Leonard is and that's been part of Toronto's issues in the playoffs is they're not able to stop the superstars you know LeBron James nobody you know OG Ananobi was on him nope you know you put uh CJ Miles on him nope you put Ibaka on him nope Damar nope and you know just they they don't have they don't have that all-star defender you know to match up against other teams' top players to other teams' all stars, and now they have two, and that's really going to make the Raptors, I believe, a lot tougher to play against. Um, and you know, I I think between having those two guys and Nick Nurse, I hope that they are able to get you know get that under control and um, you know really really crack down on the points that they allow because that was one problem they've, they've had the last few years is, you know, sure they can score a lot, but they also give up a lot of points and come playoff time, um, you know, the refs, they, they tend to put the whistles in their pocket and, and they let you play. So it's a lot more physical and it's a lot harder to get points. So, um, you know, like I said, that's always been an issue with, with the Raptors. So, so that's, that's my thoughts on the Kawhi Leonard deal. Um, you know, please uh, send me some feedback on what, on what you think. You know, if you like it, you dislike it. Um, you know, what are what are your expectations for the Raptors this season? Um, and after the break, we're going to come back and discuss some some Leaf news, contract situations with between Matthews, Marner, and Nylander. Small Town Sports Podcast. We'll be right back.
Okay, and we're back. So in the first segment, I, I talked about the Kawhi Leonard uh, deal to Toronto. Um, and then one thing I forgot to say in it too, so I'm going to tell you what the exact deal was. So it was Ka- from San Antonio coming to Toronto was Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green for DeMar DeRozan, Jakob Pertle, and a protective first-round pick. Um, which And it's top between pick 1 to 20 lottery protected. So really, it, it's not a very high-value first-round pick. So that, that's pretty good for the Raptors. And, you know, Jakob Pertle... Um, you know, he he I, he was a good young player for him, but you know they 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 have other guys uh, on their roster, and you know they can easily draft someone like him. You know, he was a big, big tall forward who could block shots, and you know, pretty good rebounder. But like I said, you can you can always find that in the NBA, so not too worried about that. So, um, as I said, I'm going to talk about going to give give some Leaf news here, and you know, we're going to talk about the Matthews Nylander Marner contracts. Um, you know, obviously they all can sign um them any any time and it's certainly like it's been a big been a big topic on you know on tsn and in the papers and online and all that stuff so you know so first of all we'll talk about matthew's contract um you know he, he said recently that you know talks are underway and um you know so i mean i don't know if that means it's going to be done this year or if it's going to take if it's going to take uh, you know quite a while still but um you know, kind of hoping for his contract that it's no no more than eleven and a half. Um, you know, they've they certainly have holes on this team. You know, they need to they need to get that that defense figured out. And you know, I, I'm thinking if if he gets anything much higher, it's really going to make it tough on them to sign some more players to help them. Um, you know, and and honestly, I'm thinking and hoping that maybe if if he'll sign something that's similar to the JT deal, you know, 11 million, but times eight, um, you know, I, I think that would be a pretty good bar to set. Um, and, you know, hopefully, hopefully Dubas is, is getting, is able to get it done. Um, you know, without having to, you know, I wouldn't say overpay because I mean, you know, Matthews, let's face it, he's a franchise player, um, first overall pick and, you know, he's certainly not going anywhere, but, you know, I think he also has to realize that, um, you know, sure, the Leafs can give him the blank check treatment, but then it's really going to hurt his chances and the team's chances at success, you know, down the road. So, um, like I said, so hopefully, you know, we'll see what happens on that. Hopefully, we can get him for around 11. Um, you know, the the Nylander one is different because he's, right now, he's, he's an RFA, so he can't play a game for the Leafs until he gets a new contract. Um you know, and there's been, you know, there's been a little bit of speculation about that and, you know, what are the Leafs going to do? Are they going to give him a, you know, a long-term deal or maybe are they going to bridge him? And, and personally, in my opinion, I think they should bridge him. Um, and I think it might be in, in his best interest too. Um, so, you know, maybe I'm thinking maybe a two, three-year deal between four and a half and five mil. Um, you know, that would be ideal for the Leafs, you know, and it would really be a prove-it contract, you know, Um Nylander, you know, he's certainly, he's had a lot of good times, but he's also been, also had a lot of bad times and has been, you know, I would say consistency has definitely been one of his issues. Um, you know, I mean, if you guys remember, I mean, Babcock has more than once sent him, you know, put him on the fourth line for a couple of games to send him a message and try to, you know, kick him in the ass a bit and kind of get him going. So, um, you know, hopefully, like I said, they can get him for something like that and, 
you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, and, you know, hopefully they can get it done here soon. So we know he's, he's, he's on the team and, um, you know, we don't have to worry about a hold that or anything like that once training camp comes. So, you know, the one that really is the tough one is Mitch Marner's deal. Um, you know, and it's certainly the one that I think has been covered the most just because, you know, there's so many different possibilities for it. And, you know, there's so many comparables and, um, you know, so that's really the one that I, I definitely want to focus on. So, I mean, you know, there's been, it's definitely been reported that he, he sort of wants, he wants something close to, to Austin Matthews. You know, he thinks he's just as good of a player as Matthews. Um, and you know, that he, he's certainly going to want close to, like, so what Matthews is going to get. Um, and you know, if, if you guys remember, this is sort of, uh, similar to what the, the McDavid dry cycle contracts, because they got very similar, um, contracts and, you know, I, I I think it's 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 making it tough on the Leafs because you know I personally I don't think he should get that much. Um, you know, I mean, if if you're looking at comparables, I mean, David Pasternak he got a six year deal from Boston and he's making six point six a year. Um, you know, Pasternak, in my opinion, is a better player. Um, you know, he had I mean he had eighty points last year, seventy the the year before. You know, Marner had 69 last year and 61 the year before. So, I mean, if you want to just look at points, you know, right there. Um, you know, Pasternak certainly, you know, has has had better points totals. Um, and like I said, he's only making 6.6. So, you know, I mean, I would love if the Leafs could get him locked up around that. Um, you know, may, I mean, maybe even 7 mil. But, um you know, the one thing about Marner is he doesn't have to sign, you know, he can, he can let it ride and say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to put up, you know, 85, 90 points this season. And then you're really going to pay me, um, you know, so, and, and I, I think it is in the least best interest to get it done now. Um, because I personally, I think that, you know, they, they have the leverage right now. I mean, he's a UF, you know, he's, he's not a UFA, um, you know, he's just kind of, he's not totally done his entry level deal, you know, and um, like I said, they certainly have more power right now than Marner does. And I mean, I, I don't think Marner wants to go anywhere, you know, I mean, he loves, he's from that area. Um, you know, he said, you know, he's always said the right things. He loves playing for the Leafs, loves the city, you know, and it's, it's a young up and coming team. I mean, you know, I don't think he had, he has any interest in leaving, Um so, you know, it's certainly certainly something to watch out for anyway because, like I said, hopefully it doesn't get too messy and hopefully, you know, they're able to get it figured out where it works for everybody. But, um, you know, like I said, that, that's that's what's going to be tough. And, you know, I, I think it would be better if the Leafs were able to get Marner's deal done first. That way they didn't have, you know, that comparable to use, right? Because, I mean, if, if, you know, Leafs lock up Matthews, let's say 11-5 for eight years, you know, I could easily see Marner's camp coming in nine nine and a half a year which I again I, I don't think he's worth that much I truly don't you know I mean yes he's a great player and I mean I'm sure playing alongside JT this season he's probably going to put up a ton of points which again brings me back to my earlier point that the Leafs should probably have a need to get it locked up before the season um, because as I said he's certainly in you know his, he's in a, has a great chance to put up a ton more points and like I said that that's going to 
you know, give him a lot more leverage if they do take this to his final year, um, you know, where, where, where he, where he becomes a, an RFA as well. So, um, you know, like I said, selfie situation to keep an eye on. Hopefully sooner than later, they, they get some of these figured out and, um, you know, like I said, I, I'm looking forward to a great year and, uh, can't wait for it to start. So thanks for listening. Small Town Sports Podcast. I'm out.